Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Hello and welcome to the telepathy episode. I'm really excited to dive into this very specific spiritual gift with you today. Talk a little bit about what it is, how it works, uh, how it's different than some other spiritual gifts, and how it can help you in your life and business. So thank you so much for joining me today. So <clears throat> telepathy, when we think of telepathy, most of us probably think of you know uh, being able to hear other people's thoughts or most likely you think of worrying that other people could hear your thoughts. <laughs> um, and it's kind of true, but as is true with all spiritual gifts, um, it comes from agreement. When we have experiences with spiritual gifts that are negative, this can cause us to shut down the gifts. And oftentimes our negative experiences are only occurred in the first place, either as a teaching or because we didn't have the tools that we needed in place to have a safe and beautiful experience with those gifts. So when it comes to telepathy, I mean, at, at the you know fundamental level, it's the ability to um, hear or communicate through through language, through like thinking and talking. So um, you can do this with spirits. You can do this with animals and plants and of course people. For a lot of us, actually the majority of the people that I speak with, their telepathic experiences started with trees because trees are such beautiful teachers and, you know, very clear communicators. Um, And this was true for me as well. I, uh, my first experience, the first real spiritual experience that I can remember, um, I don't even know how old I was. I was probably like seven um, and uh, a specific tree back in my woods taught me how to meditate. I sat up on it. It started talking to me. It was very clear that it was talking to me. And then it taught me how to do a thing. (laughs) Um, You might experience this when you're on walks and you hear messages. Um, And what I love about um, telepathy, of course, and all spiritual gifts is they go both directions. So when you experience something talking to you, you also can talk back and answer its questions, ask it questions. Um, it's an important part of the agreement because this is also where you um, let someone or something know that you aren't available to receive their messages if you don't want to, right? So if what happens for a lot of people with spiritual gifts is they might feel overwhelmed. For me, I personally had, um, I've talked a little bit about my journey with shamanism and mental health, and there was a big overlap there. There was a lot of my mental health crisis, which was actually just spiritual gifts out of context. And, um, and there was a lot of it because I didn't have training context, understanding tools for how to understand and navigate what was happening to me. Uh, the gifts became very overwhelming. And as a kid, I, my gifts, like most kids are pretty open with their gifts. And then as they start to get older, the gifts kind of start to fade until it's time for them to come back again. For me, they didn't really fade. They just stayed with me. And 
started to become stronger and show up in ways that were so out of context that it was disorienting, like being in high school and trying to take a test and hearing spirits talking to me and not just like the quiet in my head thinking like in the physical 3D, like it sounded like they're there next to me. Now, um, I wanted to share that piece because, well, one, that was very overwhelming and I've learned how to work with it since then. And two, you might be telepathic um, and not realize it because a lot of us have this idea that spirit for spiritual gifts to be real, that they have to show up in a really physical, like 3D concrete way. And with telepathy, most likely you're going to experience telepathy as like almost like thoughts. They sound like quiet thoughts and you might not even know if it's you or someone else thinking them. Um, so most likely you're going to experiencing, you're going to experience them that way versus like actually hearing a physical voice. So it's important for you to know that, um, one of the best ways actually to grow your abilities in telepathy is just to work with someone else who's telepathic. Um, one of the biggest openings I had around that work was having somebody just acknowledge our conversation we were having that I didn't really realize that they could hear. <laughs> Um, and they didn't hear like all of the specifics, but they could hear that we were trying to have a conversation. It wasn't a surprise to me when they said that because I could hear it too. I could hear it too. And actually you would think it would be frightening. Cause I know a lot of us, when we think about opening these gifts, like telepathy is the last one we would want because we definitely don't want people hearing our thoughts and it feels like an invasion of privacy. Right. Um, but with, with this, I was surprised to experience that it really set me free because whenever those conversations were happening, I thought so. I thought they could hear me. I thought they were responding to me. It really felt like it. So to have it acknowledged just opened the gifts right up. And I've experienced that on the other side too, when I'm working with somebody and can see that they have that gift and ability when it's not acknowledged, it can be really overwhelming and also can be frustrating because if you're sending messages out and people aren't receiving them, you might get frustrated. And it might be because one, you don't realize that you're trying to do it telepathically. You're trying to do it in the unseen and you actually just need to say the words out loud. Or you might um, be frustrated because it, it there's like a communication happening that you can see is happening that's not being acknowledged from the other person, right? So that's also true. It's like, it's like when everybody can see something's happening in a room, but somebody makes you say it anyway, or everybody can see what's happening in the room and somebody pretends like it isn't. And you're like, I know you can see what's happening, right? So that might be one of the places that you're frustrated with it. Um, for a lot of us, if you haven't received any training, more than likely you're going to experience telepathy through receiving first, meaning you're going to hear messages from other people, but you might not know how to send them back or be aware that you can send them back you actually might not even be aware that they are coming from other people or spirits, right? So this is where doing your inner work um, is really important. Being able to be connected to your true self and what truly are your thoughts and beliefs, because we get bombarded by so much from outside of ourselves between, you know, our families and just society in general and the values where they place their values. Um, it might be stuff at work, the spirit realm entities. Uh, there's so many places that we can receive information that might not be ours, that the first step here really in growing 
your telepathic abilities is, is that it's just that to do that work around being able to discern what's yours and what isn't. It still gets me sometimes. Um, there's a difference between, let me give you a couple of differences to help illustrate telepathy as well. So there's a difference between um, telepathy and empathy, right? So empathy, meaning you can usually feel what someone else is feeling. Um, you can sense their emotions or their reactions even that they might have. And you can be pretty predictive that way. Um, sometimes people confuse um, having empathy with being psychic. They're different. Um, being, um, uh, being empathic can mean, can look like telepathy because you could be able to read somebody's emotions and then predict what they might say. So just know that that's not quite the same as telepathy. That's not the same as actually hearing, hearing what they're saying, hearing their thoughts, hearing a communication form come in. Um, it's different than clairvoyance as well, where clairvoyance is going to work mostly with like images, like let's just play for a minute here. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, close your eyes for a second and I'm going to, I'm going to think a word and we'll see if you get that word and just kind of scan how that word comes in for you. So give me just a second here. Okay. Ready for the word? The word is cookie. <laughs> um, now we're going to try it again, but I'm going to send an image instead uh, and with a different, with a different um, word. So give me one second here. Okay. Okay. You ready? That one was Apple. It doesn't matter if you got it or not. Most of the time with this work that you might have actually received other messages and it was just your ability to go back and to discern um, the messages that is part of the practice. Um, but I wanted to walk you through that really quickly because if you happen to receive any information from me on the first one, I was the way I said that information was telepathically meaning I was thinking the word cookie over and over again and really intensely with the second one. I wasn't thinking a word at all. I was visualizing seeing an image of an apple and also anything else from my consciousness that related to apple. But I was looking at the images and visualizing them versus thinking the word so that is the main difference between those two things. They often will come together at the same time. They interact at the same time. And you can send, obviously, information both ways using this method. So why does it matter? Why does telepathy matter? Um, well, one, it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun to be able to communicate with people this way. It um, it's, can sometimes save you time, right? Right. Um, it can sometimes save you energy. 
you can um, communicate with people without the use of modern technology. This is like spiritual technology, right? You can also receive information from people. So you can have people that are kind of watching out for you in a good way, right? Lots of different benefits to telepathy. Um, But I want to kind of focus in on one specifically. If telepathy shows up in your life, if you become conscious of that, you're already doing it or you start to grow it or it shows up for the first time in your life, it is less about what the gift actually does for you and how it works and how it can serve you in life and more about putting you on a path of a different dimension. It's like, um, I share about this in shaman school. It's like, we have the opportunity to be available or to navigate through kind of like different parallel realities at all time, right? There's so many different layers and we can basically jump through those different parallel paths it can look externally like nothing has changed and you can be on a completely different path. Um, And so oftentimes when telepathy shows up and it's an invitation or um, sort of evidence that you are moving into a different reality and into a reality, not necessarily where you need telepathy, but where stuff like that actually matters and is actually important. So if it shows up for you, or if you're feeling called to it, again, it might be less about how you can use it in the 3D and more about the journey that it's calling you forward to, the person that you will become in your process of learning how to use it. And I say that because for a lot of us, especially with the spiritual gifts, we can be personally really interested in it. We can find it really fascinating and it really excites us. And um, we can find, um, you know, that it really satisfies part of our soul to learn more about it. But what will happen, but for a lot of us, we stop there because we don't see the like tangible way it can help us. Um, A lot of us you know, want that more than anything, but we feel like we can't afford it or don't want, don't have the time to devote to something that seems like a luxury or a hobby when actually the reason that you're having those callings are really important. And again, it's less about you learning how to actually do the tool or use the spiritual gift and more about the journey that it takes you on and who, how that desire is calling you forward to become the next version of yourself, the higher version of yourself. And usually the person that you do actually want to be oftentimes this happens it, not just in spiritual gifts too, but in all sorts of things in, in travel and hobby, it might on the surface level look like it doesn't relate to our bottom line needs. Like if we're trying to grow a business or we're raising our family um, or we're doing something that has like a concrete goal, we might have these little longings or urges to learn to play the guitar or go on this trip. And we might suppress it because it feels like, oh, well, you know, learning how to play the guitar will take time away from my family or this travel is too expensive for me right now. And I need to focus on my business or something like that. Right. When actually those little longings and those little nudges are meant to help you with the thing, with that concrete goal you're working for. It's just our consciousness doesn't understand how. And so it tucks them away when actually those nudges 
are oftentimes the easiest and most direct way to meet the goal, to meet that concrete thing that we're longing for. So just know that invitation and that growing of your telepathic abilities is usually about who you're becoming and where you're going and who you get to be. It just so happens that it's a cool thing that you can use also. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, please join my private Facebook group, Leading with Spirit. I would love to have a deeper conversation about this, how it shows up in your life. How does it show up in your life? Has it? Are you working with it? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you know how to send messages out? Do you know how to receive them? Let's chat. Please join me there. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or a spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, HoltonHealingArts.com or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. This question is from one of our private Facebook group members in Leading with Spirit. And Miranda asks, how do I get more in touch with my spirituality? And of course, this depends tremendously on what you have going on in your life and where you are in your spiritual journey. Um, but in general, the simplest way to do this is to take some time to get quiet, whether that's five minutes. It doesn't have to be like a routine where you have to, in order for you to be spiritual, you have to make sure you meditate for at least five minutes every day. It's just a matter of just giving yourself some space and time, even, or especially in those moments where you are stressed, where there is a lot going on, where it feels like a lot of people are expecting things from you, or you're having to take care of a lot of people, especially in those moments where it's harder to get away, especially in those moments where you're stressed, take that time again, even if it's just five minutes and just get quiet. You don't have to do a certain spiritual practice. Just take some breaths. Try to detach from the constant thoughts that are moving through your head. You don't have to make yourself not think. Just try to detach from some of those thoughts. Take a minute and just feel what's around you. Feel the earth around you. Feel spirit around you. Feel your higher self feel your heart. Any of those things will be fine to get you started. When you start doing that, the spiritual work will come easily afterwards because you'll start to understand what you're desiring more and then can move towards that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.